you're in play, bro. I'm in play. You're, I'm deeply you're in, in play. play. Don't you fucking <laughs> <You're> forget <laughs> it, facts. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> butter for everybody. <laughs> Free butter. <laughs> What is up? Welcome back to Facts and the King. I am Bo Allen, but all my friends call me the Butter King. Played for seven years in the NFL. Proud Wisconsin Badger alumni. And I am Nate Collins, a.k.a. Dr. Facts. I played four years in the NFL, did a couple of years up in Canada, and I am out of Charlottesville, Virginia with the University of Virginia Cavaliers. Wow, Unfortunately, unfortunately, Bo, I wish I could say wahoo wah with pride. I'm jumping right into my torque talk. My, my torque talk is going <laughs> to be this week. Being at the Commonwealth Clash, for everyone listening, that is the Virginia versus Virginia Tech game, which happened to be in Charlottesville this year, which is always Thanksgiving weekend. And unfortunately for us Virginia Cavaliers fans, this is something that we have to go through very often, and that is losing to Virginia Tech and this year was no different. It was only different in the sense that they absolutely kicked our ass, Bo. Like, when I tell you they kicked our ass, they kicked our ass. But the couple of bright spots of the game, um, I was lucky enough to go to the game, and I got to sit in the box with Chris. You know, everyone loves Chris here. <laughs> He's absolutely the man. He's the mayor of Charlottesville. Yeah, when it comes to Virginia football. But um, he was getting recognized for – some um, community service, philanthropy stuff. But also, they were recognizing our UVA legends, Thomas Jones and Rondé Barber, at the game. And they happened to be in the box with us also. Um, and that was super sick to meet, get to meet them. And um, knowing of them because they went to Virginia and then seeing them play in the NFL and seeing them do stuff after um, football. But I had a moment where we were down on the field um, at halftime, like before Chris is about to get recognized. And everyone's down there, Rondé Barber, Thomas Jones, um, a few other alumni, um, Ahmad Hawkins. And Thomas Jones hands his phone to someone and was just like, yo, we got to get like an alumni picture. And like when they got in the picture, I kind of got shooed out. Oh, <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it made me I was like dang like I, I like I understood but overall it was an amazing time and um I I, I had a great weekend other than losing it, it was a, it's always a good time seeing old teammates and um definitely old alum um when it comes to Virginia because we were we haven't been good that well and usually that's only time you get to see kind of like timeless alum alum like like that like for for your program and um it was good that I, I got to be in the box um for that and shout out to Chris too for his um his award he's always doing a bunch of philanthropy you know you know that guy oh yeah well uh so it's safe to say that your beef of the week Dr. Facts is against Thomas Jones for excluding you from that alumni <sighs> photo I, yeah, yeah, man. Like, I, like I wanted to be in that. Like, I, I like I like Thomas Jones. Like, I want a picture with Thomas Jones, Rondé Barber, and Chris Long. That's like, like let me let me get some love too online. Let me get let me get like a, a good Instagram picture, bro. <laughs> but maybe maybe we'll get to run into each other again some other time. Yeah, you got to exclude him from a pick next time you do. <laughs> Make him feel real bad about himself. Do it real obviously, you know. Uh, well, facts. 
Safe to say the Badgers rivalry game went a lot better. Wisconsin had a huge, huge fucking win over Minnesota. The axe is back where it belongs at Camp Randall Stadium. <laughs> and I'm thrilled. And I also I was in Minneapolis for the game, too. So my sister and her boyfriend, my cousin, a bunch of our friends, we all got together to watch the game. Nice. And, uh, like on the University of Minnesota campus at this ratty bar called Blarney. Like we were in the basement. We had the letter jackets on, like decked out in Wisconsin gear, shit talking. I wore my animal. I wore my letter jacket this weekend yeah. too. So it was like, it was fun. Like I haven't really ever experienced, you know, like watching a game at in a bar like that, especially a rivalry game. Like people were flipping me off. Like it was fun. So it was it was a cool <laughs> nice. atmosphere. It also was nice because like we were rushing the fuck out of the ball. Like I said, we won 28-14, but we had 267 rushing yards, which just feels like vintage Wisconsin football. And then uh, shout out to Braylon Allen, probably the best player in University of Wisconsin history to ever have B. Allen on the back of his jersey. You know, <laughs> not like this fucking scrub back here. Uh, but he had uh, 165 yards rushing and two touchdowns, and he's like a physical specimen, man. He like is yoked up. He's like two. You got to get one of his jerseys, dude. I know he looks sick too. Uh, and now you can actually buy jerseys, you know, with the name <laughs> yeah. on the back. Because like you couldn't do that. Nil in is college, nil you know? is so late. Maybe I'll, so I got to give my guy Braylon <laughs> Allen some some jersey love. So a little alumni rivalry recap there. Happy to say it went better for the Badgers than it did for the Cavaliers. But the only other, I mean, there were a lot of good games over the weekend. Facts like. Pretty good rivalry weekend, but not super interested in talking about a ton of them. But we have to fucking talk about the catch, man. It is such a f ridiculous play. And, like, I feel like the Iron Bowl always ends in crazy fashion, man. What's up with that? I don't know, man. The Iron Bowl, like, I don't think there's anything as good as this catch was. But the kick six, I don't think there's anything that's yeah, ever going to beat be that. Unless, unless another variation of that happens. Like, like, I, I just don't like mentally. I, I can't see anything more perfect. Just, it, I think it was more just the like how it happened, the timing, the implications, yeah. everything. Like, there's nothing out of top it. But this pass is unreal. And then just looking at it, it was fourth and goal. But the four, the 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 end goal was thirty one yards. Fourth and thirty one. Fourth and goal from the thirty one <laughs> yard line. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's like a video game that's like a video game yeah. like situation but yo amazing throw crazy pass but it's just funny to think and seeing and thinking back like when you're young at that age and how excited you get for situations and being in that situation and after <laughs> Milrow throwing that touchdown him screaming like give me the Heisman, give me the Heisman. dude this is a player that was like notoriously benched like four or five weeks ago give me the heisman fuck it dude it's your moment enjoy it to his defense the reason why this is so interesting to his defense i'm still so like intrigued on the mutiny of the locker room to get him back starting so like i do respect the fact that i've never heard that before i've never heard that before being on a college team you know bo there's always sometimes decisions that the head coaches make and like you as players y'all might talk about like yo there's yeah. they're sitting here like he makes whatever like that but, but you're room. never you're looking around bro you're like, never <laughs> you're never all getting together and be like yo we're going in there and saying if he doesn't start we're out of here or or whatever was said and it actually worked i think like that is amazing in itself but i'm happy for this kid this is this is an amazing story like any way you want to put it yeah. and what a way for alabama to finish out like because that game definitely could have went a different way for them and we probably would not be talking about them now if that catch didn't happen strong way to finish out the regular season for 
Alabama. But then, dude, the great thing too is like all the uh, all the reaction videos because it's fourth and goal. Like the game is on the line, and everyone's in the little we're in the little TikTok era. You know what I mean? So like. <laughs> Everyone's filming themselves, and like I went down this little rabbit hole of all the all the live reactions at like parties and at the game, and people were just sobbing, like open mouth crying over <laughs> this fucking play. It was fun, man. So the one thing I can say about those videos that I like to see, and I don't know if it's true or not, it seems like female viewers for football are up. Like yeah. to see people crying about a game, I, I like and that. That's, uh, I, I like that. That's it's Taylor a, it's Swift a, trickle down economics, man. Hey, football's it, never I, I been wonder. hotter in the in the women eighteen to thirty five <laughs> category. <laughs> Like, yo, I got to go to a football game yeah. now because now they're just scared. That's actually good for football players. Yeah. Probably getting a lot more girls that want to be like Taylor Swift and have the big white football player, yo. Bo, you're in play, bro. I'm in play. You're, I'm deep in, in play. You're in play. Don't you fucking <laughs> forget it, facts. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> butter for everybody. <laughs> Free butter. <laughs> All right. Facts is on one. Let's move on. Fast facts. Nate, lead us through uh, a little segment on viral Quick hitters. Take a deep breath. You ready, man? You're, I feel like you're fucking juiced up yeah. and ready to go. No, I'm juiced. I had a fucking, I don't want to shout anyone out, but if they want to give us a deal, a fucking Celsius, and it got me hype. Okay. I'm ready. I'm feeling great. My heart is pumping, but let's get into this fast fact this week, yo. Arguably the next best Manning, Arch Manley finally got to take the field with the new redshirt rules and regulations Freshmen are allowed to play up to three games, and Archer Manning, he finally got his debut in a blowout, and he went two for five for 30 yards. How do you feel about them letting him give the, giving the crowd kind of what they want? Give the people what they want, facts. Honestly, I didn't even realize that this rule was in effect, so I was like, holy fuck, they burned his red shirt? <laughs> so <laughs> you boys got to do some more studying on the fine print of the, of the, of the red shirt rule, but happy to see Arch Manning out there. Next up, the celebration to end all celebrations. Southern U running back had a celebration combination that was absolutely crazy where he first hits a home, an aggressive, aggressive dinger. There's no aggressive. way you didn't think that this was a home run out of the park, <laughs> out of the park. But then he kicks the door down. And after he kicks the door down, he airs the room out with a machine gun. I don't know what this kid, what kind of pregame drink he took. <laughs> he took maybe it Celsius. was a Celsius. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a Celsius because that was phenomenal. Like, and it's just, again, we're bringing this up. The emotions you have when you're a teenager or you're in your young 20s and you score a touchdown or you do something electric like this, God knows what's going through your head at the time. But just watching this celebration video, it honestly, it's it's going. I have, like, a tagged folder, like, on my Instagram, the things that make me happy and, like, laugh. <laughs> this is going in there because it's just pure comedy and excitement. Hey, he couldn't decide on one celebration. He's like, fuck it, I'm doing them all. I love it. <laughs> Yo, all of them. All of them he's ever practiced, he threw it in there. I'm absolutely happy for that kid. <laughs> Next up, it's not so happy. I hate stuff like this because it's gross. And you guys know me. I don't like fucking germs. It's flu season. Keep your spit to your fucking self. Florida player gets seen spitting on FSU player. Have you ever been spat on, Bo, in the game? I have, yeah. What? I said, what did you do? I said, what, spit what did you on do? me harder, daddy. Yo, what the <laughs> fuck? Yo, Paul, wait. Yo, that, yo, yo, wait. <laughs> you should have seen your fucking face, Max. Yo, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> 
No. But, yo, oh, my God. So, what did you do to get spit on in a game? I feel like I don't know what someone could do to me in a game that will warrant me wanting to spit on them. Like, that's, yeah. like, I don't I don't know. I was just like, you playing get... hard as fuck, and we were at the bottom of a pile, and dude was drooling on me. It was not fun, man. Like, oh, like, he was, like, was he, like, purposely he spit spitting? Yeah. Okay, okay. And I'm, like, <laughs> like, whatever, Did bro. you get him back? Did you I, do, like, like, did you? What do you ah. even do? I was just, like, dude, that's fucking nasty, Gut punch. Man. Like, ah. move, move it. Oh, yeah, just right in the fucking kidney. Nah, I was just, oh, like, no. you can't say shit to him, man. It's, like, all right, see you, see you next play, bro. See you next rep. Like, I bull rush him straight to his fucking face. I'm like, what do you, you can't do anything, man. Spit on somebody's weak. That is gross. Max <laughs> is all fucked up now. Discombobulated. Yeah, yeah, that, I made that one comment and just threw you out of your rhythm. You need to chug another Celsius, my guy. Yo, here we go. Davidson football player makes a fake NFL draft letter. Have you seen this letter, Bo? Yes, it's amazing. You want me to just let me just read this out. It's fucking phenomenal. First of all, this guy has an incredible name. His, his name is Barclay Briggs. So he tweeted it out. He goes, hashtag respect my decision. This is what he says. To Wildcat Nation, over the last four years, I've had the incredible opportunity to serve diligently as a career backup offensive lineman here at Davidson College. While I only played during blowouts or when starters got injured, I refuse to let that stop me from being a scrappy, sneaky, athletic, fundamental, high IQ lunch pail guy, a.k.a. Yes. he's white. <laughs> glue guy. Yeah. Sounds like a grill glue guy. Great locker room guy. <laughs> uh, there are countless people who I have to thank for making my dream of playing Division One football a reality, uh, but I especially want to express my gratitude to my family, my coaches, Oprah Winfrey, my teammates, Winston Churchill, my friends, and all those who have supported me throughout the journey. With that being said, I'll be foregoing my remaining eligibility to enter my name into the 2024 NFL Draft. Many of you may ask yourselves, if he barely saw playing time at a non-scholarship FCS program, why does this guy think he has any <laughs> chance in the NFL? This is an entirely reasonable reaction, and I don't blame any of you for thinking this. I'll provide roughly zero on-field value for any NFL franchise, but I'd probably be pretty fun to have around. Thank you, Davidson Football. It has been an honor, and I'll forever be a Wildcat. What a fucking guy, dude. Honestly, if I'm a NFL GM, I'm going to take a ringer on this dude just for rookie minicamp. You know what I mean? Hey, Bring look. Him in. Hey, Maybe maybe it's something that NFL like like teams they buy into. Maybe they maybe you need a locker room guy like this that you know is never gonna play. Maybe he's at the end of the practice squad bench. Like, but hey, if he can if he can give a good look, hold a bag here and there, but if he could bring the spirits up in the locker room, hey, he might he might have unlocked something right here. One of these yeah. owners might read this and be like, you know what? I like that guy's attitude, but probably not. Yeah, I like his I like his chutzpah. At the very least, bring him in as like a PR or social media yeah. intern. You know what I mean? Because he might have a future there. That was a fucking phenomenal show. All right. Next up, this sad swag surfing at Auburn, Alabama <laughs> game. These Auburn fans are distraught after the Milrose fourth and goal from the 31-yard line touchdown to win the game. And these fans... They still, I respect that they still, with the tradition of the stadium, to do the swag surf, you hold you, you, you lock arms, and to see these fans <laughs> crying, just crying and doing just this. Sobbing. But again, that goes to my point. I said, I love, it, it's something new. Fe, like, female fans, they bring something new to football, and I love to see it more. <laughs> but, yo, crying and doing <laughs> the swag surf. It is absolutely hilarious, hilarious. Yo. yo, next up, this is, I couldn't wait to talk about this. Oklahoma tramples head coach 
on the run out of the tunnel. Bro. <laughs> Amazing. How funny is this, bro? I saw this clip. I didn't realize it was a fucking head coach, dude. He got absolutely Mufasa'd. He's Yo, down there getting trampled, trampled by the water buffalo. But, dude, do you know how dangerous Long and scary this is? Game. Yo, bro, this was literally in college. Whenever I would see that the pyrotech guys were getting set up, like, for, for home games, we would have it once in a while, and then we have a, we have a real horse that comes out with the Cavalier oh. on it. I would make sure that... I'm in the front of the line for that reason right there. It's just that it's so that that one second that you're blinded by that smoke, believe it or not, is very, very scary when you can't see what's going on. Hey. And then like that's your biggest fear is something in front of me I can't see and I trip over. The people behind me are literally just going to run across my body because they can't. Hey, they're see wearing either. cleats, dude. They're wearing <laughs> they're seven cleats. stud cleats. You're just getting trampled as a coach. You think about shoulder pads they, or anything on nothing you worst have case no scenario. protection oh my god you, i want to yeah. know what his like what was his body feeling like after that not good old <laughs> trainer just straight onto the field trainer moving up 10 yards <laughs> he probably felt like jason kelsey at the bottom of a tush push seriously <laughs> next up we have rick flair throwing shots at paul feinbaum tell me about this bo i fucking love this rick flair from the top <laughs> rope he's still got it he tweets at at Feinbaum. Hey, at Feinbaum, I spent more money on spilt liquor from one side of the world to another than you made last year. Stop kissing George's ass. Fucking <laughs> Woo! amazing. Woo! The crazy thing about that is he's probably not lying. <laughs> I know. Dude, Ric Flair could say anything and I would get hyped up, but I spent more money on spilt liquor That's a crazy across the globe. Not even yo. just spilt liquor. Spilt liquor across the globe. I'm global, baby. I'm globe-trotting. God, that's fucking great, dude. Rick Flair just gets me hyped. Next up, we have a odd play. Will Benson, long snapper, recovers punt for a TD. We have this play that the ball looks like it just goes by the returner, but the returner is wearing a towel. The ball hits the towel, so the long snapper, like you should always do, pick up a loose ball if you think it's loose, and he runs it in for a touchdown. But the ruling, the, the ref says during the ruling, the ball hits the towel, which is considered part of the player. Did you know that rule, Bo? I didn't, dude. I'm learning a lot of rules about college football today. I did not realize that. I mean, I knew, like, dreads, dreads and hair counts. Because, like, dude, I got, my, I got my hair pulled all the time. And, like, I've tackled running backs by their dreads before. I did not realize that the towel was scumbag. an extension of the body. Scumbag. Hey, you got to do what you got to do to get a guy like Marshawn yeah, You Lynch do, but you're a scumbag. You're a scumbag. Fuck it. <laughs> 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 Yo, okay. Next up, it's the season for talking shit, but one thing I can say, you can always talk shit when you back it up or after a big win. In this case, the Michigan running back, he talks shit about the Ohio State mainly Maserati Marv wearing Louis Vuitton cleats and Apple watches during the game. How do you feel about that? Dude, I, I don't understand why you'd ever want to wear an Apple watch during a game. Like, first of all, it looks like you an Apple Watch Ultra based on this video footage I'm seeing, which is incredible to me. Yeah, yeah like, it's way better. It's way better than my Apple bro, Watch. Bro, I used to, I would tape my wrist under, put my gloves on, and then strap them in with more tape. I mean, obviously, like, wide receivers and skill positions don't wear as much wrist tape. But, like, bro, that is definitely going to get fucking snagged on something. You know, like, remember remember in the NFL when, like, Aqib Tlaib, like, people were snatching chains a couple years ago? <laughs> 
Yeah. She's going to be snatching Apple watches now. Like that just seems bizarre to me. Honestly, I would do that if they were trying to do that. But Blake Corum, the running back from Michigan, he says they're not tough. And he says that all these players, they portray that they're tough and they're wearing these, all this designer stuff. And the only thing that really matters at the end of the day is winning the game. And Michigan won, so you have the right to talk shit. Also, Blake Corum can fucking... He's tough, bro. He's the dude. Remember yes. with the photo? Yes. Zoomed in photo. He's got the stitches. He's got, like, yeah. the breathe right strip. And then stitches, just blood pouring out of his face. That's a tough guy, bro. He ain't got no Apple Watch on. Come on now. <laughs> Next up, give it up to the band. I'm not going to lie. I thought only historically black colleges had really cool bands that do really cool stuff. But LSU marching band... Doing the Heisman pose and animation, I think that shit is amazing. Whoever thinks that up and, like, what type of practice that um, it probably takes for these students to do that on top of playing their instrument is absolutely kudos to them. Did you see this video? Yeah, they deserve it, dude. Jaden Daniels deserves all the love he can get from everyone at LSU. This dude's a fucking stud, man. He has 3,812 passing yards, 40 passing touchdowns. Just eclipsed a thousand rushing yards, ten rushing TDs. Like he is fucking good, and he's firmly in the Heisman um, <laughs> conversations along with Bo Nix. Only problem with that, Jaden Daniels and LSU, they'll they're not going to be playing in the SEC championship this upcoming weekend. That'll be Alabama and Georgia. So, I mean, I really think that uh, Jaden Daniels is a premier player. He's going to get drafted high and have a good NFL career. Forty touchdowns. I know. Yo, he has yeah. more touchdowns than some teams. I don't think Iowa's scored 40 <laughs> touchdowns this season. They probably like, haven't in the last five but, years, dude. <laughs> yo, that's crazy, yeah. yo. But unfortunately, LSU, like I was saying, not in the uh, SEC championship, which is this weekend. Perfect segue into talking about some of the college football playoff predictions uh, and projections. A lot of good games coming up this week, championship weekend. So we have Oregon playing Washington, UGA, and Alabama, which I mentioned uh, for the SEC, Louisville and FSU for the ACC. Uh, Michigan and Iowa in the Big Ten. So there's going to be some very, very interesting college football uh, playoff scenarios coming up. What are you most excited about about seeing this weekend, Facts? I'm excited for all these games that are coming up. But it sucks that Ohio State is not going to play. Because, honestly, I feel like Ohio State should still be in the Final Four. I know they lost to Michigan. But what I realized these past six weeks, Michigan is a very good football team. I don't think any other team in college football right now can win six games in a row if they didn't have their head coach. I don't care if the head, if they didn't have the head coach on the That's sideline. That's new facts. That's just You've me. kind of been dogging Michigan. You've kind of been, this is, I, I gotta give you I a little have, shit. You're like a Fairweather fan here a little bit. No, I, I'm not a Fairweather fan. I still think Michigan, like, their marketing department or whoever, I think they're all full of shit. Like they're, they're trying to play. Like, I just hate that they're trying to play the, the victim card, but I've always said the, the, the players, they shouldn't be punished. And when you watch them play, like you said, they're running back, they're players in like, they're like physical, big man. time position. Yeah. Yo, they're super physical. I like their O-line, and in college their football, front seven. Exactly. Yeah. You know that in college football, like it's hard to stop a team that can just fucking pound the ball play after play after play and get 
two to four yards all the time. Like, that shit is hard for college kids to overcome unless you have a squad where you're rotating D linemen and you could try to overcome that, which a lot of teams don't. So I haven't changed my take on the players. I still think the school is absolutely crazy. Did you see that stupid-ass story about them having – they paid a fucking what, – what, what is it, a spy plane to, to troll? I love that. And, All the theatrics, but, but, dude, especially during rivalry week, that's what makes rivalry week. You need to do funny shit like that i I respect that i think that's great no come on no that shit is dumb leaning into it how much do you have to bro if you're an alumni how much do you have to spend for that bro and then you have to literally make an article to explain it because no one knows about (laughs) what's going on there's we have flyovers ever ever over every single game it's just stupid and petty so like that's what makes me like change my mind about them and be like ah i wish they would lose but when you watch them play football they're good. Yeah. And Ohio State is a very good football team. And the fact of the matter is, everyone's probably going to lose to Michigan, but Ohio State played them the best. And I don't think they should be fully penalized for that. If you want the best teams in the game, I know they have their metrics and their systems. Ohio State, I still think, even with how this whole weekend shakes out, if this team wins and this team loses, I still think they have the better squad and they have bigger names. Everyone would love to still see Maserati Marv play another game. And a lot of these kids on Ohio state also, but it's going to be tough to see what happens. Like honestly, this weekend. I mean, unfortunately for you as an Ohio state fan, I don't think there's any chance that they get in. I mean, you're looking at some of these different (laughs) scenarios and it's like, what happens? Like what happens? For example, let's say Bama beats Georgia in the sec championship. Mm -hmm. What happens? Does Bama get in? I think probably not because they've lost to Texas, you know, previously in fucking September 9th, they lost to Texas. That's when Jalen Milrow threw two picks and he got benched after that. So the committee can't necessarily put Alabama in, which means that there'd be no SEC team in the playoff, which seems fucking bizarre. Okay, so then do they put Texas in? I don't like, do they? I don't know. I guess this is a discussion that we can have. If Alabama beats Georgia and since Texas has a head-to-head win over Alabama, Does Texas make the college football playoff? I want to say no, but they might. I mean, honestly, I'm not really sure. The committee has a lot of decisions to make if that happens. It's kind of a a chaos scenario for them. Like, what would you do in that situation, Fax? I honestly don't know. Like, I would hate to be the committee, like, this year because there's no winning. I feel like like other years there's a lot of things that can happen, but it's even now, like, all the scenarios that everyone's talking about – it's just funny because we're so sure and like and I was even I just was saying it. We think they're so good, but like, yo, what if Iowa Iowa beats Michigan? Yeah. Like, like what happened? Like what happens then? It's just that I think everyone still like and that goes to my point. Everyone still is gonna be like, yo, Michigan is in. They're a great, they're a good, great football team. And that's how I feel about Ohio State. Like, I'm like i I'm sorry, FSU. Like, I know it's the ACC, and if you run the tables. But like I said, all this weekend is going to be about blowouts. All yeah. these teams have to be thinking not, oh, we need to sneak by and win. We need to win by 21, like three to four touchdowns. Especially so maybe if you're the, like Oregon, who's like a little yes, bit on the outside. like Oregon, run it up. contender. Try, the fuck try to score 100 points. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, try to score 100 let, I mean, points. Let's not forget so that every Oregon-Washington game previously in the season was a really, really good game. That was a fun one to watch. Yeah. Penix versus Bo Nix kind of came down to the wire a little bit. Remember, Oregon's head coach decided to go for it on fourth down like three or four times. If that same game happens like that, no matter who wins, I think everyone will still be leaning towards putting Washington in. Yeah, and let, me, like, let me jump like, in here, facts. So here's the committee's worst nightmare, like, scenario situation. 
Michigan, Washington, Texas, FSU, and Bama all win, right? What happens then? Yep. Washington beats Oregon. Texas wins. FSU beats Louisville. And Bama beats Georgia. It's like, who do you put in? Because you have a bunch of these, like, kind of one-loss teams that have kind of all beat up on each other just a little bit. And I think that that's kind of going to be a really interesting scenario. I don't think that's going to happen, but it'd be fucking kind of fun if it did. Like, what do we do, you know? It's the race for two spots, like, basically. Because no matter what, after this weekend, Georgia and Michigan, I think they've punched their ticket to show everyone we're the best teams, regardless if we win or lose this weekend. We deserve to be in the Final Four, which I believe that's the one and two things that everyone is agreed on. Yeah, and I mean, but, Georgia hasn't lost a game in, like, feels like fucking forever. You know what I mean? It is forever. Like, yeah, they're forever. on the verge of being the only undefeated team for back-to-back seasons since Nebraska in 95-96. Which is crazy, Damn. which makes me feel like they're going to fucking lose, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> something crazy Well, you have a Bama happen. team that's coming in white hot. I mean, like, exactly. despite how they got held by Auburn, I mean, like we said, it's the Iron Bowl. That's always going to be a crazy game. You can't go around it. And there was, you know, what everybody's been talking about now is that before you've seen a Nick Saban team that just is so much better and physically yep. dominant and more skilled yes. than ever every single opponent that they face. But now you have an Alabama team that is playing just magical football. Like they're put into these adverse situations. They're getting the job done. And like, despite the early season loss to Texas, like this team, they've figured out their quarterback situation. They've got everything under wraps. Like, they could get in there and really, you know, tear some shit up in the college football and playoffs. And Milrose confidence is probably an all-time high for that fourth and 31. Give me the fucking Heisman, baby. It's rare when we but get the, folks to chime in. I love that. Maybe our past guest, Garnett the Goldfish, has something up his sleeve because he better bring the luck this weekend because that, that's the X factor. So with Jordan Travis out, you have Tate Roadmaker in who started this past weekend. He had, yes. you know, a regular a run-of-the-mill showing. A decent yeah. game. Exactly. A decent You're not game. writing got home the about w. it. But he got yes, the job he, done. And there were other guys on Florida State's team that stepped up and got the job done for them. So there's a conversation that... It's one of those things like, oh, you know, you're not supposed to base the decision around one player. You have to look at the entire season holistically. But can you justify putting in this FSU team with the depth of talent among other one-loss teams when they don't have their former Heisman candidate quarterback? If he can, if Roadmaker can put up 60 to 70 points this weekend, you absolutely can. And I, I know that's a hard task to think about, but... That is what is going to really put the pressure on the people making this choice. Because if not, I believe that they're getting looked over. It sucks to say that. The ACC isn't what it is. Clemson, they're not good this year. There's a lot of wins that, like, when you look at the ACC compared to these other conferences, it's just like, ah, like, how many really good wins do you have even though you're undefeated? Which sucks to to have your undefeated season be judged like that, but... I would just say, get ready to play on New Year's Day, New Year's Day honestly. Bowl season coming up, Facts. And, uh, we yeah, got, it is. We thought we'd do a fun little bit here on Facts and the King. <laughs> we saw that Pop-Tarts is hosting a bowl game in Orlando, Florida this year. They've been bragging about the fact that they have an edible mascot. And we thought to ourselves, what other bowl games would we like to see? You know, maybe some products that you enjoy using, some stuff you love. So I'll start us off here. We got the Lando Lakes Butter Bowl. <laughs> played oh, in like Minneapolis, that. Minnesota. 
Land O'Lakes <laughs> is a dairy company that's out of Minnesota. It's, you know, I'm a, I'm a butter boy. I'm a loyalist, especially nice. Minnesota brands. The so Land O'Lakes Butter Bowl, uh, the winning team gets a dairy cow. So that's a fucking big. Oh, shit. Big, yeah. And you get to like house it at your facility. And the MVP of the game is crowned the Butter King, of course. And then the trophy is just a giant golden dripping thing of butter. So that's 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 why I got the Butter Bowl. I got a couple other ones I'm excited to share with you. What's your bowl <laughs> game that you want to see your dream bowl game, Facts? Yo, my first one, dream bowl games, it would be the Backwoods Bowl. <laughs> and not the Backwoods you guys would think. It would be all outdoor stuff. So I would get, obviously, Chillin' Real to, to sponsor <laughs> it. On top of maybe get Dick Sporting's Goods or um, Field and Stream, some of those. And it would be revolved around... Having the kids, their week of of the bowl game, doing some outdoor stuff, maybe get them out there fishing, do some rock climbing, some hiking, mix it all in. Maybe even get Patagonia to throw Ooh. in some some stuff. You know, everyone loves Patagonia, right? Uh, yeah, Patagucci, baby. <laughs> so, the Backwoods Bowl, yo. I think I think that is something um, I would be interested in, in in trying to host or or make make happen. Okay, here's another one that I got. You know I love candy. I'm addicted to candy. It's not a great thing, but it is what it is. But I've been a firm supporter of, like, trolley bright crawlers, trolley eggs, which is a sour gummy candy. So we have the trolley oh. peachios bowl. They might have a licensing Bro, problem the with best the peach ones. bowls, but trolley peachio bowls. And that's going to be call. an international bowl, Dr. Fax, at the headquarters of trolley in Firth, oh. Germany, which is in Bavaria. Uh, fun fact for you, fun international bowl. The mascot is going to be a giant edible gummy worm. We're seeing a lot of edible oh. uh, mascots lately, so wait, it's very on a par. gummy. Oh, a gummy. I guess so. I thought you was going to do a layup and and do it somewhere in Atlanta. You know, Atlanta. <laughs> the, the, no, right? international peaches, bowl, baby. right? But it's peaches. The peach bowl. The peach O's like, from, a, from trolley are fucking good. It's called the Peachy O's Bowl based on their product, Trolley Peachios. So in order to avoid any sort of licensing problems. <laughs> They have to take it international, so they got to go to their home court in Bavaria, Germany. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to throw the alley-oop, and it's probably something that we might see in the future, but I would definitely like to see a YouTube creator's bowl. Oh, <laughs> like I'm, like you, get, you get all the obnoxious top YouTube um, influencers. Ninja. To ninjas on the color commentary. <laughs> <laughs> you get Ninja. You get Mr. Beast. Yeah. You get Amp. You get um, all these different. Yeah, Speed. Yeah. <laughs> like all of them. Sideline reporter Speed. <laughs> yup. Maybe even maybe even get them like some, some guest celebrity power for like play calling. Like just switch it up a little bit. And we got to get some I Twitch e-girls in there too. Just for the, you know, just for the view. Just for the views. <laughs> just all of it. Or even like the best like video game or Madden players. You just give them a situation where that maybe like one quarter of the game. It's, it's all going to be fan and like influencer related like all the plays that are called i think that would be like that's the future and that would be something that um would probably work and with the amount of money and the influencers you can probably make a lot of money like maybe more money than some of these other bowls if you do it the right way yeah maybe i got one more i think fauché is gonna like this in fact he is nominated as the commissioner for this bowl this is the zin bowl <laughs> played in zindianapolis zindiana <laughs> Featuring a halftime performance <laughs> by Zinnard Skinnerd, and the mascot is just some dude with a ratty mustache and a lax penny. 
with a fucking bunch of zins in. And he's the mascot. He's got like a trident no, or something ma- weird, you know? <laughs> People not going to understand what the mascot... I feel like a zin mascot would just be like a walking teabag. <laughs> <laughs> like, people wouldn't know what it is. It just looks like... No, it's it just like a, like a half of Just a dude, ratty mustache, lax penny, flat bill, maybe a mullet. You know what I'm talking about, Foch. Those are your entire frat superstar gang right there. Those are your best friends, buddy. You guys are gross, yo. I would not be attending that bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many people would be upset about that bowl? Free how many- on a, upon entry. <laughs> you, the ch- you, you go through the metal detector, and then you stick your upper lip out, and the security guy just throws a bunch of zin in for you. I imagine soccer moms just protesting outside of this, <laughs> yeah. outside of this bowl game, yo. All right, I love those bowl games facts. Maybe we can end up calling some of these in the future here but a lot of college football has been discussed today let's bring on cam Brait to see what he thinks for gambling over championship weekend welcome on cam so cam pretty solid showing for you three and two last week we're getting we're getting somewhere you know the more data we enter into the uh the computers and you know we got the algorithm working a lot better now and we'll take three and two long past of the days of one and four and two and three we're really getting somewhere with this with this new updated algo you're about to run out of games to pick from your slate is about to get smaller and smaller to choose well from. good I thing wonder... i compiled so much data you know especially the system learns more from a loss you know you always say you learn more from a loss than a win so Okay. Systems been able to learn a lot this year, and uh, you know we're primed for maybe not this week. I don't know, but bowl season's <laughs> going to be crazy. <laughs> Cam, did you hear about the Zin Bowl held in Zindianapolis, Indiana? Who's playing? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. To be determined. Okay. <laughs> Harvard <laughs> versus Virginia. <laughs> fucking fucking humble, win, hum- humble your asses. <laughs> humble your asses, like, you real quick. We, we could we could hang with y'all. <laughs> Okay. Hell no. (laughs) Without further ado, please rattle us off your picks for championship weekend. What do you got for us? Championship weekend. All right, boys, here we go. We're going Oregon, Washington under 66 and a half. Oh, my God. Okay. I like that. What, dude? I just did one thing. This is what the computer says, facts. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Go ahead, man. All right. All right, we got Alabama plus six and a half versus Georgia. I like that. Coming off of a big win in the Iron Bowl, riding high. Give me that high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> SMU Tulane over Ooh. 48 and a half. Okay. Michigan, Iowa over 33 and a half. Wow. And FSU minus two versus Louisville. You've lost every single time you try to bet Iowa over. Have you ever heard the expression, I'm due? No, that's your drug, bro. bro like, I'm that, fucking due. Every I'm time due. I hear you say that over and it's Iowa involved, I bro, just I just wonder. Like, when you I look actually, at it, you're, right, you're just dude, like, oh, this is the I week. This is the week. This is the week, though. This is Iowa, the week. <laughs> Iowa's just relieved to be playing in a dome, man. That's all their offense needs. It's going to sort out all their offensive problems. They just had to get inside. Yeah, great. they're pretty high-powered. No, I actually watched their, the whole last game they had against Nebraska. They suck, man. Oh, dude, they suck. They're so bad. Bro, you hate yourself? Why are you watching Iowa-Nebraska games? I was curious as how Iowa's quarterback's completion percentage was 40 every game, and uh, yeah, I figured out why. Why they can't throw? They can't catch. No, it's a bad combination. They suck. Got it. Um, But anyway, yeah, they're gonna lose, but they might score seven points, or Michigan's gonna score like forty on them. So maybe that's what the computers say. Facts. That's what the computers say. I believe you. I believe it. I believe it, man. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Okay, boys. I can't talk about any more college football. I'm gonna blow my fucking brains out. (laughs) 
We get one opportunity to talk about the NFL. That's why we bring former NFL stud Cameron Bray, also an expert gambler. That's why we bring him on the pod. So let's uh, let's do some NFL one-hitters. We're not allowed to talk about, about too much NFL, but we can just do a little one-hitter. So I'll start us off. My NFL one-hitter, I got to give a shout-out to Jake Elliott. Made a 59-yard field goal in absolute oh, brutal conditions. It's fu- like, I don't think the cameras, you know, around the, the NFL stadiums these days are like so HD that... I don't think they did justice to how much it was fucking pouring that game. Pouring rain, conditions, game online, a 59-yarder, and Jake, ice in his veins, gets up there and just fucking boots it right through, and then the birds end up winning in overtime. It was such a, like, dude, I've, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I fucking hate kickers. I've never really liked them, kickers. Dude. Don't really respect them. No respect. They're not really part of <laughs> the team. I, like, that I fucking sick. love Jake Elliott. Bro, I went out of my way to go to his wedding a couple years ago. I fucking love Jake Elliott. His son's name is Bo. So, Jake, you're the fucking man. Even with you telling this story, I'm like, in my back of my head, I'm like, yo, you're giving this guy a data boy for doing his job? Bro, 59 yards. That was sick. Was that was like the, one of the best kicks ever. <laughs> Seriously. That was sick. That's got to be up there. Justin Tucker's 62-yard field goal or whatever. Dude, that's up there, man. 59 yards in the, like, pouring rain and as windy as fuck. And, dude, that thing was probably good from, like, 63. It was a great kick, man. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Like Jake's the fucking man, dude. That was that was. I'm I'm just hating a little bit. That that was a crazy. That was a crazy kick. I can't lie. I can't lie. his veins. Yeah, love it. Especially when kickers are missing fucking field goals left and right, extra yeah. points, all that like shit. Right last now. night, the Monday night game. <laughs> yeah, Cairo missed one from like forty or whatever. Yeah, bro, he went four of five. Hit the game winner. Give him some yeah. respect, dude. <laughs> hey, you're not up yet with the one hitter. All right. Yeah. All right, yes, sir. Uh, here we go. My one hitter this week. And this is multiple weeks for this guy, but it has to go to Jameis Winston. Frank, dude, that was my- <laughs> Move, bro. Yo. It's just a Jameis Winston update. This is yeah, what seriously. Yo, Jameis Winston rapping "Move, Bitch" in Derek Carr's face. But on top of that, Ludacris hanging from the rafters <laughs> and rapping. Awesome. For a live appearance move, bitch, is like it, it's 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 the video I didn't know that I had to see, but that matched up with Jameis rapping along and then in Derek Carr's face after Derek Carr threw a back breaking pick six and lost a <laughs> fumble in the game. Like Derek Carr is definitely sitting there so pissed off. Like and they're down it, by a touchdown to the Falcons, and Jameis is just if you watch the video closely too, it's just the 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 words. The part of the song that Jameis is singing to Derek Carr is just so funny. It's just so funny. It's a perfect video. And it's just like, Jameis just never fails. Like, he never fails. He needs like a reality show because I would watch watch anything like he does. He's almost like Marshawn Lynch to me. Like, he's like another Marshawn. Like, he can make anything interesting. And that's my one hitter this week, going to famous Jameis. Great one hitter. It was going to be my one hitter. So I'm going to have to pivot here. <laughs> okay. Think on the fly a little bit. I'm going to give a shout out to the Bears winning the game last night. No touchdowns. Average distance of completion was like negative yards from Justin Fields. Just a hilariously bad Monday night football game. But like, boys, we're, we're winding down on the football schedule. So there's no bad football. So it was still a great game. 
I mean, it, it was a nice two-minute drive at the end. Was like Dude, he ripped that last throw. Yeah. It was like the longest play of the game, and you're just like, okay. like, Dude, they were getting the worst looks to throw bubbles. Like, one receiver to block two guys. They had already thrown, like, 20, and they were throwing bubbles. Like, the receiver, they were losing, like, five yards. It was just like, yeah. what are they doing? But, yeah, it was great, man. Great football. <laughs> we'll see you next week, Cam. Appreciate yeah. you. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Cam, for coming on again. And appreciate everyone for tuning in again for another amazing episode of Facts and the King. And at the end of the day, if you want to hop in a picture with a UVA legend, just do it. I'm having regrets that I didn't do it. But next time, I'll get that picture with Rondé Barber and Thomas Jones one way or another. <laughs> but check us out on all social media platforms, Facts and the King. Uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll see you guys next week. Ah!